unsolved crimes, paranormal investigations, urban legends, and strange happenings. Welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. Hey, welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. This is episode 91. I'm Abby. I'm Kate. And we'll be your ghostesses for the month of love. The month of love. Here we are. What do you love, Kate? February. Because it's my birthday. Ah. What do you love? Um. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) This week I'm talking about the Okiku doll. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's a Japanese urban legend. I will be talking about Kuchisake Honor. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's a Japanese urban legend. (laughs) (laughs) But first... I have some irrelevant but strange news to oh, talk about. That's my favourite kind. How did you know? Well, I, I thought it was really interesting, but it's not related to Japanese urban legends at all. Um, it's about fish. So this is from Live Science slash Live Science. I don't know how to say that. So a recent video of a fish driving a car was released, and I absolutely love it. So basically, some scientists have been conducting an experiment <laughs> to see whether or not fish would be able to navigate on land the way that they do in water. Because a cool fish fact, we don't actually know how their brain works when it comes to like figuring out where to go and how they like move around. So what better way to try and figure it out than to put them on land, right? Sure. So they basically built what they call an inverted submarine, where it's a tank with the fish in it. He isn't just like sat behind the wheel, unfortunately. And it's on top of a small platform with wheels. And the fish pilots the vehicle by swimming. And they actually trained six fish to pilot these cars. And they began making deliberate movements and getting the hang of it and actually starting to drive their little fish cars. Cool, right? This sounds dangerous for them. They're like small cars. It's not like a Tesla. They're going 100 miles an hour. They Watch out! It's a down fish. the street. <laughs> yeah. All six of them in like a mob form. Oh, like the the classic triangle formation. Yeah. Um, No, it's like a small fish tank on like a podium that has wheels on it, basically. That's fabulous. It does not look like a dangerous machine. It looks deadly. And I'm sure they're not going very quick in the fish cars. There have been five fatalities. Only one fish remains. Yeah, they've been playing dodgems. No, they are completely fine. But yeah, I just thought that would be a fun little thing to talk about before we talk about some scary stuff. Thank you. I love a good fish. Me too. It's the love month, but only for fish. Love you, fish. <laughs> Pour one out for fish. You want me to talk about scary things? I would things? love you to tell me about scary things. Okay. My sources are monster.fandom.com, wikipedia, occult-world.com, urbanlegendsonline.com, and editorialage.com. So this week, I have the joy and pleasure of telling you about the Kuchisake Ona, otherwise known as the Slipmouthed Woman. What a horrible name. Yeah, she is a horrible woman. Spoiler. Oh. Yeah, she doesn't get that name for being nice. Is it up for debate? Whether she's horrible? Mm. Mm, I mean, I suppose. Okay. You can debate anything, really, can't you? She's a part of Japanese folklore and urban legends, and is a malevolent spirit, also known as an Onryo. According to the legend, Kuchisake Ona was a woman who was mutilated during her lifetime by someone who slit her mouth from one ear to the other. I think we call that a Glaswegian 
Kiss? I've never heard of that. Have you not? No. I'm pretty Why sure. Why is, how common is that that there's a name for it? Or like a, a, a Glasgow smile, perhaps? Yeah, I think it's that. That happened to her. And as with all legends, there are lots of different versions. Some of them say that she was a wife that cheated on her husband. In some instances, the husband is a samurai, and he slit her mouth as penance, afterwards saying, who will think you're beautiful now? Oh my goodness. Yeah. I have a little story about a samurai as well that does a bad thing. Frickin' samurais? Samurais. What are you doing? <laughs> Quit that. <laughs> However, other versions paint her as someone who's horribly disfigured in a dental or medical procedure. Yet another legend is that she was injured by another woman who was so jealous of her beauty, she didn't want the co competition when looking for someone else. Wow. Yeah. There's definitely a fixation on how beautiful she is. Depend like It doesn't matter which version you're taking on. And since she travels wearing either a mask or a scarf, or she has like a fan covering her mouth, you would just think she's a beautiful lady. The rest of her description is just that she's got long, straight black hair and pale skin. Because of the kind of beauty background of her, some people say that she's a contemporary version of a yokai, which is a class of supernatural entity. I believe we've spoken about one of them before, because I'm pretty sure Yukiana classes as one. Right. She was just like a pretty winter woman that also tried to kill people. As you do, when you're a pretty winter woman. That, that is how I would describe myself. <laughs> that's nice. That's, that's my, a very uplifting thing to say about yourself. That's my bio on Tinder. Oh. Pretty winter woman. That's it, nothing else. No <laughs> other info, no photos. There's like an emoji of like the red heart. <laughs> so, apart from being scary looking, I'm sure you're all wondering what warrants her being featured on this podcast. Well, if you were to meet Kuchisake Ona, then you're doomed. She'll rock up on a foggy, misty evening, walk up to her victims, which are normally either children or men, and ask you if you think she's pretty or if you think she's beautiful. Not like at the same time, like, do you think I'm pretty or beautiful? Pick. Yeah. Do you think I'm hot or cute? <laughs> what you, would you rate me out of 10? Do you think I'm stunning or attractive? Um, no, she'll ask you one of those. If you straight up say no, then she whips out a large bladed article. Oh my god. Often described as a knife, machete, scythe, or scissors. And she just kills you. I mean, that's an appropriate reaction, I suppose. Goals. <laughs> if you say, yeah, you're beautiful, then she removes her mask or her scarf or her fan to show you her scars. And she asks again. If you change your mind and say she isn't beautiful anymore, then she kills you with the bladed article. I feel like this is how many of these are going to end. Yeah. However, if you say she is still beautiful, then essentially she's like, all right. And she'll slice the corners of your mouth from ear to ear. So you look like she does. And then she's like, it's okay. You still think you're beautiful. You know what I mean? She, what just, a... she just doesn't believe you. She's like, listen, I know I'm hideous. So How do you win this? Now you are too. Run? Well, apparently, well, you can't run. <laughs> Why? I'll get there. Oh my gosh. Apparently it's possible to survive an encounter. Unharmed. Sometimes if you maintain that she's beautiful, she'll just leave you alone. I guess it depends whether she's having like a self-conscious day. 
I get that. Yeah. What if you're just completely silent? She'll just wait. Oh. <laughs> what if you just do that forever? Are you impatient? She's dead. Like, oh uh, yeah, that's you're gonna outlive a ghost. Man, I could try. <laughs> Not I'm like, that attitude. I'm like, why is Abby late to the podcast? And you're just on the street, stood in staring the at her <laughs> on the street corner. Sometimes, <laughs> um, you can bamboozle her and ask her if she thinks you're pretty. Oh, which will stump her, and you can just run. So when when she says, "Do you think I'm pretty?" You say, "Do you think, Do you I'm, think pretty? I'm pretty?" Yeah. That's a that's a good way to win an argument with anyone, I think. Right. But also, who loves a bit of flirting? Everyone. You know when some people are like fishing for compliments. Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, I'm so ugly." You should just be like, "Do you think I'm pretty?" <laughs> <laughs> if you're ever in a situation where you don't know what to say, just ask if you're pretty. Yeah. What's the worst that's gonna happen? They're gonna say no, and then you can your big scissors out. You do what needs to be Please, done. Please no. <laughs> Right. Alternatively, you can reply to her question with, you look average. Oh. You're not saying yes. You're not saying no. And then she'll be so taken aback and shook that you've just called her basic that you'll have enough time to like it. That's hilarious. Yeah. You are average woman. I would say you are nothing more than mediocre. And then you just run. So are you warning me that if anyone ever asks me, just in case it's that woman... I should tell every person that they're just average. I am gonna say, if you can see their mouth, don't do that. Okay. Um, or, if they ask if they're pretty, just say yes first. And then if they remove that mask and they're, like, scarred, then you just say you're average and then run. Okay. Yeah. Or, like we said, do you think I'm pretty? What do you think about me? Anyway, returning the focus back to me now. I think I would do that anyway. <laughs> Another survival tactic is to throw money or hard candies at her. And I think I can speak for most of us women when I say we will stop chasing you if you throw money at us. Hard candies for me. <laughs> She's a bit picky on the hard candy front. I, I'll eat anything. She, okay, this isn't about you though. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm bringing the attention back to me. Do you think I'm pretty? Can I have a hard candy? She prefers Beko Ame, which is made of caramelized sugar. And it just looks like a Werther's original with the colour drained out of it. That sounds great. Yeah. I would stop for those. Also, one sweet won't be enough. You'll have to lob a good handful. So it takes her more time to stop and pick it up. Some people think that she just likes hard candies. And other people think that um, spirits like this are... They have, like, OCD traits. Okay. So she wouldn't be able to not pick them up. You know what I mean? She'd have to pick them up. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Me neither before this. Interesting. Finally, if you say the word pomade, pomade, not sure how you say You know the hair stuff? I would say pomade. At I've her. always said that, but I might be completely wrong. Yeah, right? I don't think I've ever said it out loud. Me neither. If you say that at her three or six times, then apparently that works too. Uh, legend has it that if you have that on then she won't follow you at all because it reminds her of a scent she was familiar with in her life that scared her oh anything else you try won't work and if you try and just outrun her from the start she will catch up to you because she is a spirit see i forgot this yeah you will die she will just hunt you down with a big machete and kill you where's she keeping that Mm -hmm. she wears like a dress i think 
Yeah. Like does, a, does your dress have pockets big enough for a machete? Listen, she has a tailor. Specific. <laughs> On the plus side for us, Kuchisake Ona only operates in Japan and South Korea, as far as I know. Yay! In South Korea, she's got a different name and is known as the Red Masked Woman instead. But she's still got the same scars, she still gives out the same punishments, she has a bladed weapon. She's the same person, uh, just that she wears a red mask. Wherever she is, she's been around for a long time, and different folklorists have said that the urban legend stems back to the 17th century, and it's stuck around ever since. Back in 1979, there was another resurgence of the story, and it freaked Japan out. In lots of rural towns, the schools have put policies in place of the parent-teacher association escorting the children home in groups and getting a larger police presence on the streets because people were afraid of Kuchisake Ona. Oh my goodness. I mean, she does sound pretty scary, to be fair. To add to the fear, stories told of a coroner who uncovered documents that reported that a woman who had been hit by a car while chasing children had the same markings on her face. That would have absolutely destroyed me as a child. Yeah. It's a bit creepy. It is creepy. But as a child, I mean, I'm an anxious person now. You are? When I was a kid, oh my God. <laughs> Any vague threat to anything. Yeah. And I was like, this is the end of me. Chainmail used to make me cry. Yeah, me too. So. When it's like, I will appear at the foot of your bed. And I would always make fun of it to my friends. Yeah. And, and then, then you would... go home and cry. Yeah, and then I would sit there and I'd be like, I have to forward this to 200 people. <laughs> and I don't know that many. Me going through all my MSN contacts. Yeah, like, my mum's going to die if I don't do this. <laughs> what was that about? Why do kids love to scare each other like that? Right. I know, it's crazy. Uh, that's all I had to say. You want to do the scare scale? Of course I do. I had forgotten that we did that. Scare? Five. She is scary. Danger? Five. I don't like that you're trapped in this unless you say something very specific, because I would forget. Yeah. I think, though, you would say, who are you? Who are you? Yeah. I think if she's like, do you think I'm pretty? You'd be like, mm. I think, think I'd say, you? I think I'd panic and say, yeah. And then what? She removes the mask. You see this. All of your training has prepared you for this. You are beautiful. No! You are dead. Kate, do you like my new smile? Avi, you're haunting. Sorry. <laughs> um, what's the likelihood that she roams about? Probably like a two. Yeah. Yeah, I don't disagree with spirits existing, but I think if a spirit was going around killing people with a big knife or something similar, yeah. people would know more about it. Well, perhaps Ooh. she doesn't go on like a rampage. Maybe she just takes like one person every 50 years. Maybe. Just because she's there doesn't mean she's there, you know? Well, she's always with us. In our hearts. <laughs> Kuchisake on Never forget. Yeah. Um, do you have any ideas? Urban legend. Yeah. It's just a scary story. Uh, people just tell each other. That's it. Your only thing is urban legend from yeah. this urban legend that I've told you. It just feels like a <laughs> Bloody Mary type thing. You know, like you, you tell your friends it when you're a kid and it just freaks them out to the point where they have nightmares. Yeah. 
for no good reason because kids are just terrifying little creatures. I was kind of thinking maybe it's like a way to stop people from like straying, from like being unfaithful. Oh, because she might have cheated. She goes for men and children. Yeah. So like, if you say to your man, if someone asks you if they think she's beautiful. Oh, you have to say you're average. You, you have to run away. <laughs> you have to throw money at them. Do you know what I mean? That's I hadn't even considered that. Of course, yeah, it totally yeah. could be that. But why would the, why would the kids be involved? Because like you tell kids that, like you're sorted. You don't have to tell. If you tell a grown man that, they're gonna be like, yeah, okay, and then they're gonna cheat on you. Well, not every man is gonna. <laughs> but like every time you get a boyfriend, you tell them the story, and then they cheat on you, and it just repeats forever. <laughs> yeah. And that's life, baby. Um, um, but like, if you tell kids that, I don't know. Maybe you, they'll grow up. You might think they'll internalize it, perhaps. That's that's a really funny idea. Yeah, maybe. I don't think that's what it is, but I it's thought a about good idea that. to think about. Yeah. yeah, that was it. That was all I had. I like it. Good. It's a scary story. I could see myself saying that at a sleepover and then having nightmares about it and having to sleep in my mum's bed. Yeah, I could see myself telling you it like now and telling you it in a scary way and then my eyes well up and I start crying on camera. Yeah. Sometimes you do that. Yeah. Are you doing it now? Yeah. Nice. Well, if you like the podcast and you want to follow us on social media, you can do that at Myths Magic Pod on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. We also have a Facebook group and if you want to see Kate cry, head over to Patreon patreon.com forward slash myths magic murder here are the tears <laughs> patreon's a great time you can see me because we are here on video we smiled uh also over there we give you guys like little polls we ask you guys little questions we've got a coffee and a chat at the beginning of every episode uh which is about 10 minutes long you get to know what's going on with us you get to have a laugh it's a good time. You also get 10% off of our merchandise that you can view over on mythsmagicandmurder.com. Also on our website, we've got a little referrals and submissions thing. So if you've got any stories that we haven't talked about that you'd like to hear, you can tell us. If you've got any of your own stories, you can tell us. And if you have any haunted happenings, terrifying tales or spooky stories, you can email us over on mythsmagicandmurder at gmail.com. So let me talk about Okiku, which is a haunted Japanese doll. So my sources are grape... Oddity Central, Wikipedia, Escape.com, BloodyDisgusting.com, and Old City Ghosts. My sources are this grape. <laughs> I just put a grape on the table. This grape has told me everything I need to know. You know it's late because I'm saying the most unfunny shit you've ever heard. Me too. So in 1918 in Japan, a 17-year-old boy named Akichi Suzuki, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, purchased a large doll for his two-year-old sister, who was named Okiku. So she gave the doll the same name as her. And it's a, it's a real doll. This isn't Urban Legend, but is it a real doll? You know what I mean? That's accurate, because I would 100% have named a doll my name. That's really funny, because when I was writing this, I was like, I would never do that as a kid. Oh, you're like, oh, I'm too creative. No, I just would never you're even like, thought about it. Here is Teddy. Here well, is Teddy. <laughs> well, I didn't like dolls, but I didn't... I never named like a teddy bear after myself. I never even thought about it. I named my teddy bear Ted and I thought I was so clever. Like my an idiot. teddy bears all had like middle-aged man names. My teddy bear that I've had since I was three years old uh, is called Isabel. 
My childhood teddy bear is called Bernard. And my blanket is nonsense. It's nonsensical. I don't have a blanket. Anyway. So he had picked this doll up during a tour to a maritime museum. And he saw the doll in the shop window. And he immediately decided that his young sister would love it. Which I think is really cute. Now this doll is about 40 centimetres tall. And it has a traditional kimono on. Sources say it's beautiful, but despite the potential haunting, I think it's terrifying. But it might just be because I hate dolls, so you can see a photo on social media. I also hate dolls. They freak me out. I was not a doll child. I always went for teddies. Me too. They give me like an uncanny valley kind of thing. Mm. It's just a bit freaky for me. I don't want that. I don't understand why you would want a doll to pee on you. I don't get it. I feel like that's a whole different ballpark. You know the hype? Yeah. Like, kids were so excited. They were like, oh my god, this one pees real. And it was like, ew. But also, even just like a Barbie doll, I didn't like them. They just kind of freaked me out a bit. But those like action figure type dolls, those were fine. But the dolls, like the baby dolls, hate The baby them. ones scared me, but I just didn't care about the other ones either. Yeah. I just used to like, I, put, I used to put teddy bears in like a pram and like push them around. I had a Barbie like Jeep like a camper van sick and i would chuck her an action man in and they'd be off for a wild ride nice were they together i don't know i think they were just best friends that's really wholesome so okiku immediately fell in love with the doll and she played with it every day she talked to it slept with it took it everywhere and was just obsessed with it it was her favorite toy oh now oh. i have a sad part oh no unfortunately just a year later okiku passed away from yellow fever And she died holding the doll. Her family initially decided that they wanted to bury the doll with her because she loved it so much. But the government prevented this for whatever reason. And the doll was taken back home and it was put on the family's altar in commemoration of their daughter. Important to note, the doll had shoulder length black hair. Hate that. Some time went by as the family adjusted to life again. But oddly, they realized when viewing the doll that it seemed like her hair had grown. Hate that. While they hadn't been paying attention, the hair on the doll had apparently grown towards the waist, and the ends of it were random in length, like human hair when it grows, instead of perfect doll hair. No, I'm out. Originally, the doll had had, as I said, shoulder length hair, and it was like a traditional haircut, but now it was long and scruffy, it had different colours, and it was an entirely different texture. Because of this, the family became convinced that their daughter was haunting the doll. What? I am crying. (laughs) I felt a sense of fear in myself, but now I'm crying. I was wondering why you were looking at me like that. Oh, God. The family became convinced that their daughter was haunting the doll, even sending a sample of the hair to a lab to try and get proof that this doll was not your average toy. They knew that they'd seen the hair grow, but when the results came back, apparently it was confirmed that it was human hair. At night, apparently the family would hear they would dream of the doll, and occasionally it would appear at their bedsides in the morning. This escalated into the lights flicking on and off, banging in the house and unexplained noises. And this got more intense on Okiku's birthday and her death anniversary. This made them absolutely certain that their daughter was haunting the doll, and apparently spiritual leaders in the area also confirmed that their daughter's soul was trapped inside of the doll. In 1938, the family wanted to relocate to a different district. And over time, they kind of become accustomed to the spirit, you know, and became fond of it because they thought it was their daughter. Yeah. And it was a great experience for them to interact with her. But because they were moving away, they thought it'd be best if the doll stayed in the area. 
<laughs> yeah, they were like, yeah, we love this doll, but we just feel like the best thing would be for it to be 200 miles away from us. So they decided when they moved, they would ask the monks at a local temple if they would hold on to the doll, and they shared their secret of their daughter's spirit, and of course warned them about the actions and the hair growth. <laughs> and then they moved from the area, and the doll was safe at the temple. And it's been there ever since. You can visit it for yourself if you want to. You can't take any photos of it, but there are some online from, you know, the original sources. Nowadays, Okiku has long hair all the way down to its knees, but occasionally the hair is trimmed. It's reported that one of the monks started cutting the hair of the doll after having a dream where the girl came to him and said, please cut my hair. So they haven't been able to find an explanation as to why it grows. They have countless stories of the doll. The monks were extremely excited at the idea of having such a fascinating item and potentially a spirit in their care. And as the years passed on, the doll has become more and more famous, attracting more visitors to her. And it's said that she invades the dreams of visitors as well as the monks. No, that's why I will never visit. It's also said that if you look inside the mouth of the doll... Don't. ...which is slowly opening over the years... No. ...you'll see teeth growing... And that's Okiku. Uh, now, I do have a side story, which is not very long. But it's, Hang on, can I just have some time but to I, process yeah, that? We can, you can process that. We can do the scare scale for that if you'd like to. Oh, yeah, go on then. Okay, how scary? Five. Really? It's yeah. just a little girl. I hate it. I hate that. I do not like that. It's just Possessed dolls, I can understand. But that's kind of like next stage of possessed where like the girl is the doll it's not a demon it's just a little girl i mean it might not be but no but like you know what i mean it's it's not like a host body now it is the body because the hair is growing and the teeth are growing it's just an urban legend it might not be true i hate that god that makes me uncomfortable how dangerous 10 it's not he hasn't done anything (laughs) it's out of five what do you think? I don't know because I dislike it so, so tangibly. <laughs> Jeez. Um, I guess it's not done anything. One. This whole time I was like, this isn't even a scary one. So Kate's going to be fine with it. I'll have to write another story. No, we're doing it before bed. I'm crying. How likely is it that the her grows on the doll? I can't imagine it. Do you know what I mean? Fair enough. Like, I can, but only in terms of, like, a movie. Probably one. Like, logically, hair cannot grow This isn't a logical doll. podcast. No, but, like, you've got to look at things with, like... But everybody thinks that it grows. They keep cutting it. Well, they say they do. Obviously, we don't know any of this, certainly. Because it's an old story. I just... One. Okay. I, I... What are your ideas, then? Like, publicity for, like, tourism. Haunted doll. Um, just, like, a like a creepy story. Just, you know. Yeah. This kind of... I mean, kids love dolls. What is scarier than, like, turning their beloved thing against them? Fair enough. Well, not even against them, because it's not even, like, an evil doll. But it's, like, it's creepy. Mm. It's a creepy story. So, a side story that I have for you before we wrap up. I it's- quit. This is entirely unrelated, but I found it interesting when I was researching this because there's actually a ghost story in Japan called the story of Okiku, which is unrelated. It's just a girl's name. Oh. 
Um, so the story is apparently very well known, and it was transformed into a play and several novels. Is it the toilet one? There's no toilet. Okay. The toilet one? Yeah, you know, the 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 Japanese urban legend with the toilet. I don't know what you're talking about. So, oh. in the play, Okiku is a maid at Japanese samurai's mansion, and the samurai wants to seduce her, but she rejects him. So he decides to play a trick. He hides one of ten valuable Dutch plates, and he threatens the girl that he'll tell people that she's stolen the plates unless he agrees to be with unless she agrees to be with him. Oh my god, drama. In her desperation, she throws herself into a well and drowns. Her ghost comes out every night and counts from one to nine as if she's counting the plates and then sobs loudly at the thought of not being able to find the tenth. The samurai goes insane because of the apparition appearing every day. That's so dramatic. I love it. But because this story is popular, and there are multiple different versions, like I said, in another version, Okiku actually does break a plate, and she's killed by the samurai and thrown into the well. Right. Another version, his wife breaks the plate, throws it into the well, and blames it on Okiku. And she's also killed by the samurai in this story. So it entirely depends where it originated. Um, But they all end in her coming out of the well and sobbing every night forever. But in one alternative Mm. version, someone is hired to get rid of the ghost. And once her spirit appears and counts down from one to nine, counts up, I suppose, from (laughs) one to nine, he says ten. And the ghost never shows up again because she believes that someone had found the tenth place for her and then it wasn't lost or destroyed. Oh, well, that's a lovely ending, isn't it? It said that the ghost story is based on a true story and drawings of the girl show her wearing a white dress with her dark hair let down. And apparently she was the inspiration for the ring. Oh. The well that she was said to have been killed at, or in, I suppose, is on the grounds of Himiji. I don't know how to say that, I'm so sorry. Castle in Japan, which is available for viewing, but it has a large metal mesh over the top of it, obviously. So that no guests can reenact. Yes, and that's it. As I said, it's not connected to the doll, I just thought it was an interesting little thing to tie into it. That is interesting. Yeah. What if the ring shape from the ring is a plate? Oh my goodness, a Dutch plate. Do-do-do. <laughs> don't know what that was. Do-do-do. Don't, know why, don't know why I did that. It's because you're tired. I am, yeah. And now I'm freaked out. Can't wait to have the worst dreams of my life. And are you going to say don't listen before bed, but you're listening before bed? Unfortunately. It's, it's 11pm. I am. Learn from my mistakes and don't listen before bed. Listen before bed. <laughs>